welcome back to another episode of the Tree Top Chat. Uh, hope you had a great week and uh, you're doing well. Uh, last week we spoke to Eric Björkman in Swedish, so uh, if you missed that episode, you can find it out on any of your favorite platforms. So today we're uh, at episode number 49, which means that we are approaching the magic number of 50. So uh, a bit of a store update. We're, we're getting new things into the store all the time here. So check out some stuff that we put on the website. We have more crown bracing products and some new stuff from Edlerid and, and some other things as well. Uh, today we'll be speaking to Pierre, uh, which is a great uh, arborist and tree care company just north of Stockholm. Uh, Pierre has some great experience as an arborist and he has recently become Arbortech's ambassador uh, in the Nordic countries. So as usual, if you have any questions for Pierre, uh, let us know in the comment field below. There he is. Welcome. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just, uh, you know, uh, I still have some customers here in the parking lot. They just, uh, you know, took half the store with them. So uh, <laughs> we have, you know, very little time to prepare. They've been here for about an hour and a half, actually. Ah, okay, okay, okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, Do you good. see me so, good uh, here with you know, the with the light? Maybe I have too much light in the background, or. Well, you know, given given you know the recent weather, it's kind of nice to see a blue sky uh, in the background there. Uh, so it certainly, uh, you know, it's fine as it is. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Do you see me now? Well, cool. well, you tell so, me if so you don't see me. That's all right. We'll see you perfectly. Are Are you in your home office or? Uh, well, actually, we 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 rent. Uh, my mother has uh, in her house uh, here also. She has like a spare apartment. That me and my wife we uh, we rent it for an office space, yeah. Uh, since we have oh, uh, nice. we have four kids and one 75 kilo dog, so you know when we need to work inside, it's uh, good to have our separate space. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> Let, yeah. Let's get into the standard question: How did you get into the industry and why? Yeah, so basically, uh, I mean, uh, I have uh, in Swedish, we say that we have want to have a green fingers that one la like to work, do garden work and tree work and stuff like that. So I have that from my parents, uh, the, the, the love for garden and nature. Yeah. And then uh, one of my cousins, uh, Patrick Coulter, he is uh, ESC, uh, a certified arborist for 17 years back. So, you know, I've been hanging with him and we, he's been helping me and some neighbors and all. And then one year ago, um, we, uh, um, I helped them because they had a, a very hectic period, so they couldn't uh, stay in touch with their, with their clients. So I took that over as a concierge uh, service, and I started planning their, their jobs with their customers that contacted me. And that worked out really fine. And I have been like in between uh, uh, jobs for a couple of years. I took care of uh, uh, my aunt that got really sick. So I, I've left my, my original job or, or base formation and, you know, been thinking what I should do. And one thing led to another, you know, and uh, then this, uh, this break of the year into 2021, then we said, let's uh, form a Sikton Arborist group. Yeah, so it was uh, uh, one thing led to another, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, to our, to our international and, uh, you know, maybe non-Stockholm listeners, uh, tell us a little bit about Sikton. Uh, you know, you, you seem to appreciate Sikton a lot. And, uh, you know, we, uh, I have some, some history from there as well. So, but tell us about Sikton. It's, uh, it's a very old city. Yeah. So Sikton is, uh, is uh, the, as far as we know, the oldest city in Sweden. 
you know, there's another that's called birka, which, you know, they, they normally they go hand in hand, but uh, sometimes the birka is the oldest and sometimes Sigtuna is the oldest. But uh, however that is, Sigtuna at least is the first capital of Sweden, was the first capital of Sweden. That dates back to like 900 and something uh, 20, you know. So it's a fantastic uh, 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 small town, uh, you know, and uh, it's uh, super well preserved. Uh, and, uh, you know, many parts of the Sikhna is from the mid 17th and 18th uh, century. So, uh, you know, it's an absolutely fantastic place. And I, I lived abroad for some 11, 12 years. And, uh, you know, I always saw myself returning to, to Sigtuna. Uh, and my wife, she's from Sigtuna also, but we met in Stockholm, you know, uh, some 14 years ago. And we moved back when we were expecting our first, uh, first child. So Sigtuna has a, a really big place in, in, in my heart, as well as many others. Yeah, it's, uh, I know it's beautifully situated, you know, when you have a mailer and uh, yeah. coming in there as well. So it's and, nice. al and also, you know, one thing that, that, that is really nice is that it's, it's a vivid, small center, if you want. So, so many centers in, in not only in Sweden, but also in France or England, uh, as far as I know, it, it, they like modernize it in the sense they, meet, they make these big shopping malls. So it more or less like destroy uh, the, the, the core center. But here in Sigtuna, you can yeah. literally wander around for quite some time. And, you know, there's almost no modern, uh, modern or, or recent buildings. So, uh, so okay. it's really well preserved. It's absolutely something to look at. And with internet, I'm, you know, Sigtuna, love Sigtuna. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a beautiful city, uh, I know. Uh, and it's also, so, you, you know, really well situated because we are right in between more or less Uppsala and Stockholm. We have the airport of Arlanda really close. So you live like yeah. out, uh, you know, in the semi-countryside if you want, but still you're just uh, one or two clicks away from the dead center of Stockholm if you wanted to do that. So, so it, yeah. it's really fantastic, uh, actually. Yeah, with like, nice. like Mallard, nice. as you said. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so uh, since you're in Sigtu now, do, do you operate in that proximity, or, or you know, uh, you seem you seem to be uh, all around Stockholm? But yeah, but, but uh, um, so, so mainly the the, the Sigtuna territorial jobs. So I, I cooperate with one of the realtors also in Sigtuna that's called Överholms Realtor. And I help them, or at least their clients, to do curbside appeal, to fix the gardens before they are they put the, 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 the houses out for sale. So, so that is quite a lot, lot of like landscaping job and it's getting more and more, which is fantastic. And then the tree jobs, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm like uh, uh, those uh, talking dolls, but I, I pull my string uh, myself. So I know everybody, my kids, they love, hate to walk with me in Sigtuna. It's one step and then stop to talk to someone. So it's natural that I, I do a lot of work here in Sigtuna. However, the jobs that we get like in Stockholm or, or Drottningholm or other places, it's my cousins. So uh, under my parasol of Sigtuna Arborist Group, so I have uh, four or five arborists and we have uh, three, uh, uh, like how do you say, skogsmaster woodmans and I have 10 like garden, garden, uh, green garden workers. Uh, so, uh, and everybody have their own company and we cooperate really. So sometimes my cousin, uh, Patrick, he, he pulls in the jobs. And uh, so that's why we move quite a lot, but still we have the center here in, in Sigtuna and the proximity, and the proximity of Sigtuna. 
nice. Mm. Nice. So, so uh, you know, tell us a little bit more about your company. You know, uh, how has it been running that? In the, you know, you, you talk about your colleagues and everybody's kind of self-employed, but, you know, how does it work out? In, in general, running a company like that? Yeah, so basically what we have done, and this I've been doing for a couple of years, because in winter time, uh, in winter time I do uh, plowing. So I have plowing uh, missions because uh, I have uh, some fantastic vehicles that I love to, to, to ride. And uh, a couple of years ago, I got the question of a guy that I know here in Sektuna that uh, asked me if I could uh, help him to do some plowing in the winter uh, with my machines that are quite more narrower than, than a track. And I started to do that and I love to ride. So one thing uh, again led to another and I had a lot of spare time uh, on my hands uh, because basically I took care of my aunt and then I did uh, I do day trading. So I, I didn't, you know, work in that sense for, for quite uh, some years. And uh, raising four kids, I really wanted to be present and, and still, still do. So, uh, and over these years, I've been the... I've been looking for people that, that I, as a client, wanted to buy services from. Uh, you know, landscaping, gardening, uh, pruners, uh, many categories. And I've been really uh, working my way through like a bunch of them. And finally, I've ended up with people that I really love and trust, you know, and they have become really good friends. So, so this is how this Arborist group or this group was created. So each and everyone, yeah. apart from my cousin, uh, each and everyone, it's people that I have bought services from as a client for 14, 15 okay. years time. Uh, and so, you know, we love to work and interact with each other. So this is how we, how we do it. So basically what we do uh, to have the economy going, you know, our personal and, and I, our, our joint economy, so what we do is that we have the, the, the market price, you know, is fixed towards the client, but then we sell each other to a reduced price. So, okay. so uh, if I pull in a, a felling job, uh, my cousin, he sells himself for like a, a bit less than an hour to me, and I take the market price from the customer. And if he takes in the job, it's vice versa. And this is how all of us work okay. in the group, yeah. Okay. Because you, well, that's a good setup. It is because you still have to do re reach the you know the 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 real or correct price towards the client, obviously, uh, and and uh, so I put quite a lot of time into. Uh, if one of us in the group puts a lot of time in pulling customers in, you know that's also a job that needs to be paid. So the one who takes no, fixes the client or the job that person will get like the bigger part of it because you have the administrative work, you're going out and looking at the uh, job site and all. Hmm? Yeah. But you've been, you've been running companies before. Uh, so, uh, you know, what, what is your, you know, your best experience from, from running this company as opposed to the other things you've done in the past? No, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it might sound cheesy, but it's like with kids. I have four kids and I, I love uh, all four of them 100%. You know, how is that possible? And this is how I've been. I'm like, uh, uh, I really try to, to enjoy the, the now, the present, you know? So, uh, so it's, uh, it's great. And also, you know, when you when you come into a business when you are a bit older, I'm 51, then you you have done not all mistakes in your life, but uh, you know a fair deal of them. So 
I kind of know what I want that is important for me, uh, you know. And uh, yeah. I found a hole in the market that needed to be filled, and we try to fill it as good as we can. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, just for information, we, we lost you a little bit for a while there, but, you know, now you're back, so that's good. Yeah. So, so but you, you ventured into some, some other industries as well. You know, I, I remember this winter, I saw you were offering uh, uh, snow, snow clearing and plowing as well. Yes. You, you, do, you do, do you do other, you know, many other things than that? We talked about landscaping and stuff, but you, 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 you've been doing some other things in your life as well. Can you tell us about yeah. some other knowledge that you have that you told me about before? Yeah, so, so the, my, my, my first formation if in the gymnasium, if you want, I, I became a carpenter. So I went to carpenting school uh, because I really didn't know what to do with my life. You know, it was literally carpe- carpeting school or being a lawyer. But I was, I was not, uh, you know, in the mood when I w- was going to start the, the gymnasium to study. So it was my parents who said, you know, instead of going to study, uh, 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 you know, a, a, more, uh, a more theoretical uh, uh, course, uh, get yourself a formation and, you know, buy time and see what it leads to. So that was fantastic. Uh, I worked as a carpenter for two years and then I ventured into to re-educating. You know, in Sweden, you have, you have the possibility to, to do the gymnasium uh, at, the, at a higher age. That's called Convux. So it's like the, 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 school, uh, the, the gymnasium school, but for grown-ups, if you want. So I did uh, a double course there. And then I started to, uh, to study. And as I was studying, uh, I did lots of my studying in, at, the, at the restaurant or coffee shop here in Sigtuna. And uh, at that time, my brother was just, about, my brother is a chef. So he was going to France. We have French uh, roots. So he had gotten a job at the one-star Michelin restaurant outside of Nice. And uh, he took off there. And, uh, you know, again, one thing led to another. Uh, our family, the part of the family that, that lives still in France are, are uh, vignon, wine, winemakers. So I've seen that, uh, you know, for, for many times. So I was like, yeah, you know, and I, I've always loved people. Uh, I'm a, like your estrador. So I stumbled into the uh, waiter as a waiter. So the next time my brother went out to France, I went down with him. Uh, and then I was uh, 18, uh, 18 years old, no, 19, 19 or 20 years old. And I absolutely love that, you know, to be in France, to, to be in the restaurant scene. So I started uh, studying uh, to become a, a sommelier. So, you know, when I tell you this, I realized myself that most of the stuff that I've been doing has been started in more or less the same fashion, you know. Yeah. I stumbled into that and, and I came into that business and I thought it was fantastic. So, so that's when I started to add, you know, knowledge, like studying. Uh, I, was, I think I was the first class at the uh, Restaurant Academy in Stockholm. So I got my sommelier exam in 1991, uh, mm-hmm. where there was basically no uh, sommeliers in Stockholm. Uh, uh, yeah, so I stumbled in and I specialized in that. And my brother and I were, ended up uh, running uh, uh, a one-star Michelin restaurant here in Stockholm that was called Gässlingen. And I think that we still, you know, some 20, 25 years later, I think we still hold the, the, the North European record of the, the fastest getting a star in Gidmichelin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> 
is, is that purely based on skills or you know how how, how could you do that so fast uh, no, it, it's uh, it's it's uh, not not to be uh, humble, but it, it it it's multiple factors because they have uh, it's it's once a year it's cyclical it's once a year that they do the nominees for that you know it's like the Oscars you cannot uh, win the Oscars uh, half a month before even if you're do do the best uh, job ever so it's the same with this so it was part luck because we when we when we got the restaurant up and running uh, it really was a really good restaurant even before we came but then we like topped it off so that was luck that part uh, you know calendar wise it was lucky uh, but we really were going off the chart and back in like 20 years old we did hardcore super traditional French high gastronomy. Nobody was doing that at the time, especially not in Sweden. Some parts in France, it wasn't, you know, a la mode. But we did it in a way and they, they found us and they thought that, you know, this is really something special. It was absolutely fantastic. We had like 25 seating uh, customers and I think we were like seven of us working, uh, you know, so it was absolutely fantastic uh, experience. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a very, very nice experience. You know, uh, I've been to, uh, you know, a couple of these restaurants and, and uh, it's just absolutely fantastic. You know, the, the food they serve. I also been to a, a, a two star uh, Michelin restaurant in France. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, that was not really my thing. Uh, you know, they were serving uh, a, a, like a, a rabbit, with like, a, you know, chewing gum. <laughs> yeah, it's special. I mean, sometimes it's like with art. Sometimes art becomes so, you know, uh, on, on such a high level uh, uh, that that, yeah. that no one is supposed to get it. And that equals that it's that is super, you know, searching. So so you will find those kind of restaurants. But uh, I went to uh, uh, it's a restaurant in Stockholm that's called Francien, which is the first one who has gotten three star in Michelin. I went there last year. That was absolutely amazing. Uh, because they have the balance between being searching and taking care of the customers, and uh, it was absolutely fantastic. You know, had, had I not had I been uh, had I been uh, if if uh, life hadn't given me you know if you want uh, children and stuff like that, I probably would still be in the restaurant business. Okay. I think, yeah. Yeah, I suppose that that's more or less impossible when you're. Well, especially if you have four kids, right? Because you're working almost around the clock and yeah. very late night. And yeah, and I, I want to be I want to be present. I mean, imagine you. I know how much you work. Imagine doing your work now with Arborist Boutiquen and have like three toddlers. You know, yeah. can it be done? Yeah, but yeah. then you you don't get to see your kids grow up. You know, so that's a it's a choice, really. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, so, you know, so that, is, that is basically uh, that. And then I had a food producing company for uh, a couple of years with my brother. Uh, and then, okay. um, so we manufactured uh, food and we sold like to the, to the stores where people could just take that portion and heat it up at home. Uh, and, oh. and then some nine years ago, my, my, my aunt, uh, she got, I don't know how you say it in English, but uh, got a, a stroke på svenska. Like uh, you have yeah. a blood vessel in the brain that pops and she got half side yeah. paralyzed and she didn't have any kids of her own. And uh, she and I was always, you know, best of friends. 
So uh, one thing led to another. That's like the tenth time I've said it. Uh, we she couldn't live uh, by herself anymore. So uh, my wife and I and her we bought a big house in Sigtuna, and she moved in with us. So we moved in together with each other. So so for a couple of years I took care of her and the kids and uh, did. Uh, steel work, welding work at home. And, uh, you know, uh, I didn't work so much in a job like, like this. Uh, so it was really the time now I, I felt it in all my veins that I wanted to find something new. And I got into this uh, industry, which is, I absolutely love it. Exactly. You know, one thing led to another. Yeah, you know, really, literally. And, you know, you need to be a bit, uh, you know, with self-irony, I, I know that I'm a bit stupid uh, in the sense that I, I love to throw myself out into, you know, venues. And I, I try not to, to, to let the uncertainty of the future uh, limit, uh, you know, the amount of energy that I put in. So, so now I do like climbing courses, I do private pruning courses. Now I try to like, I want to swallow everything that is, that is to know about this business and learn more. And, you know, so it, That's good. It, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's very good. And you also uh, probably have one of the uh, coolest company vehicles. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even sure what it's called, but, you know, can you tell us about that for, for other arborists? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I would love that. You know, everybody who knows me thinks it's so funny that I'm literally in love with my two vehicles because normally I hate vehicles. I hate grease. I don't want to, you know, but, but uh, this one, the newest one that you're referring to, it's called Canam Trackster. So it's, uh, it's a UTV, uh, Canam Trackster HD10. So it's a thousand cubic, uh, 82 horsepowers, road legal, uh, work monster. Yeah. So uh, we haul timber with it and I can plow with it. And, you know, you absolutely need one of those vehicles when you're going down with the kids to buy ice cream. It's more or less not doable without it. <laughs> Is that US made or where do they make yeah, those? Yeah, so Canam, it's uh, BRP or Canam, it's an uh, American and Canadian company, BRP. Uh, and uh, so they manufacture... ATVs, I have one of those also, Canam Outlander, that one can see in my Instagram. Uh, that. So that's a four-wheel motorcycle, the Canam Outlander. And then I have this one, which is a UTV, utility, utility vehicle that uh, has yeah. uh, doors and everything. So you're a bit more protected with it. Yeah. So I use them. Sorry? They make trikes as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. They have uh, fantastic trikes and they make uh, skidoo, you know, the, the, the water mobiles. Yeah. And the Canam strikes, yeah, the, the trikes, they are fantastic. You know, you have the, the sporting versions and you have also the LT, which is like, uh, it's like a Honda Goldwing Cruiser models. Exactly. And uh, so both uh, my Canam Trackster, the UTV, and my Canam Outlander, they are road legal. So you only need like a normal driver's license to be able to, to, to drive them. Cool. Uh, yeah. Cool. It's, it's yeah. super practical. You know, you, you don't see them very often. You know, is there, is there a proper reseller in Sweden or did you have to import them? No, they, they do sell them in Sweden. Absolutely. Uh, but I mean, I think it's more like... Uh, uh, yeah, you wouldn't say ranch owners in Sweden, but people who have like farms and land. So it's basically, it's, it's a workmobile. Uh, 
uh, and you have yeah. this uh, this basic model then after that you can like add you know whatever profession you have if you are a woodman then you have the woodman equipment if you are uh, more like into ranching or if it's if, if it's for hunting for hunting ex expeditions and so on and so on. Uh, yeah exactly. so uh, it's it's a fantastic uh, fantastic vehicle vehicles nice, nice. yeah yeah, well, you know, like I said, you don't see them very often, but you know, uh, no, you, have, you, you have to bring it to the store at some point so I can see it. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it's or uh, I'll come to six in the morning. Yeah, we, we meet halfway. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you know, and some other good news is that you have recently become the first uh, Arbortech ambassador in the Nordic countries. So. Uh, how did that happen and um, what do you think it will entail for you? Yeah, I can tell you that story, but I'm afraid that I'm going to say and one thing led to another uh, and, and yet another time. <laughs> so when I, when I, uh, okay. <laughs> so um, w w really when, when I started this uh, and uh, my cousin and I and uh, one of the other arborists, uh, Mr. Burns, we were out to look at literally the first job. And going into that job, I have been going and buying uh, chainsaw protective gear, pants and, and shoes. And obviously, I didn't know anything about what brand to get or anything. So I took, you know, the A brand, you know, in, in my size. And I felt like I was like doing the robot. I couldn't move. Uh, and, and I was like, yeah, you know, probably it's, it's like this to have protective clothing. What do I know? Yeah. Uh, uh, and I was complaining a bit to my cousin about, about that. So meeting up with me uh, uh, for the first uh, job and first client meeting, he had a pair of Arbotech Breedflex uh, pants. Uh, you can get them in two lengths. So he has quite long slender legs uh, and uh, they were too short and maybe he wanted to be nice too. So he gave me, uh, he said, yeah, but, yeah but try these on. And they were like lime green. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that, I, you know, that really got me the same lime green that you have on your, on your fantastic cap. So I love that color, you know, and, yeah. and I put them on and literally it was like a choir of angels. I could move. They were like yoga panty, you know, they, the, the fit was everything. Uh, I absolutely love them. So I was like, this is something that I need to get more of, you know, finally. And I started to look online. What is this? Arbortech. I've never heard about anything about Arbortech before in my life, obviously. I knew about the steel and Husqvarna, but I literally didn't know anything about the business. So I was starting to look, look at that, you know, and I found you and I found Ulf at Boskus. And I started to go and get, uh, buy some pieces. I wanted to... To, I bought, you know, two pairs of you from, from you, and I didn't know where to buy the stuff. And yeah. and uh, I was uh, looking uh, on this uh, more and more, and, and buying the, the 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 lime green pants with the blue dots on it, and and the jacket. And then I saw the blue yeah. ones, and I said, Oh my God, I need to have that the blue the blue set also, <laughs> and with the blue shoes and the green shoes. And, you know, I really felt like. Uh, I, it was so fantastic. I loved the look and I loved the, the, the movability and I loved, really loved everything about it. And I was going on and on, literally going on and on about these clothes and I've been putting up lots of pictures on, on my website and everybody who knows me, they were like fed up with me talking about this, this brand that was the best brand in the world and everything according to me, obviously. 
So, and then someone told me, yeah, you should be, uh, you should be a brand ambassador for that. I've never seen anybody, you know, who gets engaged like you do. And I do that in, in, in other products also with the Can-Am series. I have a, a yeah. French company that's called Pelenk. And I love their, their chainsaws and stuff. So I have everything from Pelink. So I'm a, like a brandy kind of guy. Not brandy as you drink. Yeah, well, that also, but a brand, brand kind of guy. So, uh, you know, uh, I went in uh, on Arbitech's uh, website and, and, uh, and uh, uh, looked at uh, brand ambassadors. And, you know, it was uh, one world champion tree climber there and another guy was that. And they were like hardcore professionals, everybody. And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe uh, I won't uh, match into that. But still, uh, I put in the application, you know, and uh, I got contacted really fast by uh, the head of marketing, Camilla. And we started to talk and I, they were really interested and loved my application. And, and I, uh, we got a chance to talk about, uh, you know, like, like you and I do. And, uh, and uh, I was appointed uh, brand ambassador, you know, so that was, uh, that was so funny. And I remember calling my, uh, when I got the, 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 the contract, if you want, that you signed, I took a picture yeah. of, of uh, the, the, the name of the comp- company and the contract. And I texted it yeah. out to, to my, Ar- well, not my, Ar- but my Aubrey's colleagues in, in, in the company. Because yeah. everything went so fast and we hadn't had a chance to talk about it. So they didn't know anything about this. And when they saw wow. this, all of them, you know, started to calling me back. They was like, what are you doing, Pierre? I've been working for 17 years and you've been working since what, yesterday? And you're a brand ambassador? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so fun, yeah. So, so that's how, literally how long a, time did the, sorry? How long time did the process take? Uh, no, it was really, really fast, and I was kind of uh, we, uh, it was love at first time uh, sight between me and, and Arbitex. So it was like uh, one yeah. week. Uh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. And wow. and uh, I, I I'm I've been quite uh, quite active on the social media. Uh, uh, because you know, coming in quite recent to, to the job, you need to be seen. Huh? You need to go out and get jobs. So I've been working quite hard with, with the social media. Uh, and I, I yeah. really, I think it's really fun also. Uh, you know, you do your small clips, you take your photos, you do that. So that's also, uh, that's also liberating for me. I, I really like to do that. Uh, it makes, uh, yeah, anything that to make uh, life a bit more, more, more fun. Uh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, so, 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 where where do you see this going? You know, uh, in the next you know year or so. Well, uh, uh, one part of it uh, of it is that I'm studying at the university now in Sweden with something that's called Yrkesbevis uh, uh, Nia. So that is basically a university-run pruning course. Uh-huh. So, okay. so I studied pruning at the, at, at the university. So we done like the spring, uh, spring courses. And then in September we do that. So, so uh, and then uh, I found this guy that's called Harald Kratschmer, who is like, a, you know, more or less legendary uh, arborist in Sweden. He's from Austria. So I booked uh, private climbing classes with him. And I know that you have, uh, you have courses uh, also in September, you said? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that is something also. So, so uh, I'm, 
I'm educating myself. I will never be like an arborist like my cousin or the other ones going up 20 meters high. That's not for me, you know? So I, I'm trying to make myself into like a hybrid between a pruner and an arborist. Uh, I have my okay. climbing gear that I bought from you, you know? Uh, I have yeah, the, the whole the whole gear and I'm starting to work with that more and more and learning, you know? So it's uh, that is one part of it. And the other part, mm -hmm. obviously, since this is what I do now, is to, to work more, get more clients and get uh, the company name out to uh, to uh, to the public. Huh? Cool. Yeah. So, so in terms of that, you know, where do you see the the Arbor Tech uh, collaboration going? You know, is there certain things that you have to do, or can you uh, can you elaborate a little further on on the yeah, yeah. We, we can expect? Us, yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, one thing the the brand ambassadors they are, uh, I mean, in in one sense they are poster boys or poster girls, you know, for that matter. That, that you, you represent the brand. So that, that's one part of it that you see, you know, when you're posting stuff and hashtagging, that's one part. The other part is that you, they, they collaborate quite closely with their ambassadors in product evaluation. So, so, yeah. so that's one part that's really interesting and it's really fantastic to be able to be a part of that. You know, to testing gear, uh, testing clothes, testing functionality, and, you know, uh, hopefully be able to, to add something to their, their, you know, they have a fantastic designer team themselves, of course, but they work closely with, with their, their, their brand ambassadors. So that is really, really yeah. something. And, and uh, you know, this is one thing that we do with you and I, uh, me and my company, and also as a brand ambassador. So uh, I'm hoping that when, when the COVID scene, uh, you know, uh, gets, uh, you know, a bit uh, more in, in the rear view mirror, hopefully. I mean, we are hoping to get do some fun gigs in Sweden, you know? Yeah. With with, uh, with, nice. with you, the retailers. Uh, so I'm really open for, not everything maybe, but most things, you know? Yeah, we'll have a discussion on that. But, you know, Arbortech owns, uh, you know, another brand as well, Treehog. Yeah, so, Treehog. Uh, is it, does it entail Treehog as well? No, uh, uh, I've been trying to find, uh, I don't know if, if you remember, we knew now I was talking about finding a, a chainsaw protective jacket and the tree hog. Yeah. So I, I really uh, don't know the status of tree hog. Uh, 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 so um, the, for now, it's it's Arbortech, uh, that brand uh, that that uh, that I'm working with or cooperating uh, with. I mean, the, as brand ambassador, you're not you're not uh, you're not employed by them. Uh, no, no, I Yeah. So. Sorry. So uh, I suppose, you know, in, in, in the short term, you will have some exciting new stuff sent over that you're going to evaluate. And, uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, and I mean, I think w w one thing for, 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 for me is that my, since, since, uh, since the way I found the Arbortech or the Pelenk tools or whatever, uh, it was really that I, I literally had no idea the first uh, one or one and a half a month 
what Arbortech was or what kind of company it was, how it was worldwide, the quality. I just felt the fit and, and that kind of quality. I haven't used them so much, but, but so, so, so I, I, I literally fell in love with that brand, the look and also the functionality. And, and now I'm working, I'm working with that every day. And, and for everybody who is following me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, you know, it's uh, in terms of uh, Arbortech, you know, I'm extremely brand heavy, but that has got nothing, literally, honestly, nothing to do with me being a brand ambassador. It's because that I yeah. really love that, that, uh, that, uh, that, that brand. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because I am a oh. brand brand kind of people, as I said, you know, with my Canam vehicles, yeah. with uh, with that and that, yeah. you know. So yeah. So and, uh, and the uh, the, French, the French chainsaw brand that you uh, show me as well. Yeah, the chainsaw and the the the, the line chainsaw and the, the yeah pack. yeah the battery pack. I think that they are the, and the, the ones that I have is a top handle chainsaw. So I have uh, one with a battery that you could work for like two days literally in a row, which one never does, of course. So that's a top handle chainsaw that I have when I work for many hours with the top handle. And then I also have a Husqvarna top handle battery saw also that I do with like shorter, shorter jobs. So yesterday we were clearing out a fantastic big cherry tree here in Sigtuna. And, and uh, for those shorter uh, ground jobs, it's uh, easier yeah. not to have the battery pack. So exactly. and, and then we have yeah. like uh, pruning scissors. I have uh, also battery. So you don't, you know, destroy your hands when you're pruning like 40 exactly. apple trees, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, so, so, uh, so I, I'm really in in the making. I'm 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 getting reborn. Yeah, there. yeah I, can, I can I can hear that for sure. I, I'm I'm sure you know people who are listening can can uh, you know recognize that you know what you're what you're doing that you like you said you know you're you're a brand guy and you know if you find stuff that you like you really want to work with it, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, and 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 for me it's like you know. In one part of my life, I did lectures about expensive and not expensive, the terms expensive and not expensive. And I'm not going to go into that so much now, but, but uh, I was uh, earlier in my life, I was like fed up with the misuse of expensive. So uh, the, whether something is expensive or cheap, it hasn't got anything in my point of view. Uh, uh, it got, hasn't got anything in, to do with the relation of how, how many money you, you pay for something. You know, it's a multiple, multiple factors that make something expensive or not expensive. So expensive is when you don't get what you expected out of the product via uh, advertisement or anything, you know. Uh, so, 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 Many of these stuff that I do buy, the, many people will say that they are expensive, but they are not expensive because they, they have the functionality. Uh, and when it comes to, to uh, tools, machines, clothes that you are wearing when you're working, you know, obviously you need to have something that, that, is, that doesn't, you know, contract you. Especially when you're climbing, right. you know, you, you have the movability. Uh, one part of it is the safety part of it. And the other thing, you know, I'm coming into this business when I'm to do manual labels starting at 51 years old. You know, uh, I, I also have a big factor, you know, taking care of my body. So being able to move freely, it's really something special. And once you do that, it's not about the price tag. It's not that I'm rich. It's about you need to have the right tool for the, for the right job. 
So, exactly. so, uh, and and I mean, I know also with you or with uh, Ulf at Boscus, who is another, uh, I think, uh, uh, who's telling that all of you people that are retailers that are serious retailers as you are, I mean, you, you also pick and choose with the brands. Okay, in, in what kind of products do I want to represent? And of course, you have uh, the, the, the low quality and the high quality range and everything in the middle. And I think that yeah. I personally like to, to, you know, I think that an offer to a client should be clear. What is it that you are offering? Are you offering yeah. some a product uh, or, or, or a service which is like meant to be the lowest price or, or something else? I kind of not like yeah. it when like food stores advertise that we have the, the lowest price for a bag of food. For me, that's unsexy. It doesn't tell me anything. I have no idea what, yeah. what, what the food is. You know, it's something. Uh, 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 and when I really started to think about this the first time, it was when, when my, my oldest child, uh, my daughter, uh, who is uh, turning 13 now in September. So when I bought uh, her first bicycle, I was looking at the Crescent, the Swedish brand Crescent high quality bike. And they were like two, uh, two and a half or three thousand crowns for a two year old kid. And I was like, I'm not going to pay that. So I bought in, in like a, a cheap bicycle for 250 or 300 crowns. You know, that literally lasted for like one weekend. And then I bought another <laughs> one, uh, a bit more expensive, you know, wrong use of the terminology by me there for like 700 crowns. Uh, it didn't last also, you know, it, it, it was named a bike. It looked like a bike, but it didn't have anything to do with the bike. You know, it wasn't meant to be used. And then I went into Crescent and I've been brand loyal to Crescent ever since, you know. Uh, so how can that be expensive? The first bike I bought some 10 years ago, my kids, my younger kids still use it. And after they used it, we can sell it, you know? Quality, yeah, that's I, something. I, I, suppose, I suppose it's, you know, goes with a lot of products that, you know, if you pay a little bit more, you get different quality, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you normally, if you're lucky, you get what you pay for. And, and talking exactly. about what I want to do, want to do or try to do in this industry, since since I don't, well, now we've been working for a while and, and, you know, I have this great help in my mentor and cousin Patrick uh, is that, you know, coming from the outside, I, I see uh, another perspective that I want to, uh, I've been so customer focused for all of my professional life, really. So I'm trying to be able to add something uh, in that. I mean, even if we are tree workers, you know, uh, I find that normally you have the tree workers that do the tree work. And then when you leave uh, the client, uh, you don't have the ground ground cleared. Uh, so I try to find, you know, keys how to, how to, uh, you know, better the, the customer perspective. Uh, yeah. You know, so we have ground people who do the ground job that are that cost less money. I was about to say less expensive, but it's not a, a, a question about that. So we try to have like the arborist. They are specialized in climbing the tree works, you know, so they should do yeah. that. They should work with what they are specialized in. And then we have the ground people who are specialized in that, you know, so we're really trying yeah. to have the right person on the right uh, on the right uh, job which is not in any way my own invention, but I really try to focus on that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I, I agree. I think, you know, that, that's, uh, that's, that's, you know, I suppose very common these days, right? You know, that you have, you know, 
differentiation between, you know, uh, the, you know, the price tags for the different types of jobs that you're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so but, you know, if, if we're moving into your, your social media content, yes. you, know, uh, you know, you're posting a lot of stuff on Instagram and you're, you're present on different platforms, but most of your content is in English. So uh, how come? Is that because you want to get a bigger base or is that because you're, you're more, you know, Feel 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 better in in posting things in English. What's the reason? Well, for well, that? the the thing is that uh, on my private accounts, I do most of my publishing stuff in English, because uh, I have uh, my, my parts of my family they are widespread. You know, I have cousins in 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 Israel, in Belgium. I have two of my cousins in Canada. Uh, so you know, my family and lots of big part of my family lives in France. So I have like cousins uh, all over the place, uh, more or less. So I've been doing that in, in English for everybody. You know, we keep in contact on like a mutual language. I'm, I'm more or less fluent in four languages. So I speak uh, Swedish, English, uh, you know, uh, quite comprehensive. And also I'm uh, totally fluent in French, obviously, because I've been working there and I'm half French. And, and, uh, and everything that is like gastronomy, food terminology, I'm 100% fluent in Italian also. Uh, not if we talk about sports and stuff or mechanical tools. So I like, I, I love, uh, some of the best days in my restaurant business was that I had one couple of Swedish people sitting next to an English couple and a French and Italian. So I could like switch languages on the different tables. I absolutely love that. So when I started this Zignabris group, I started to do the post in Swedish for some reason. And then, then uh, you know, I, I realized that I had many of my cousins started to follow me. So I switched to English uh, and, 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 okay. uh, I, I couldn't imagine that I was going to reach so many people in so short time. So that's fun. So that's, uh, it's, it's, I will keep on doing it in, in, in English. Yeah. Also to oh, use a, a broader, a broader market, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're looking forward to seeing more posts from you there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if we're moving into, you know, you have a lot of experience in, in, in a lot of different industries, but you know, what, what would your best advice be for anybody that's looking to start their own company? You know, if you look at, you know, your, your successes and mistakes, you know, mm -hmm. in the past. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's one obvious part is the investment, in, investment part. You know, how much money do you have to invest? Uh, and and, uh, and uh, uh, I like to think of investing in a company more or less, more or less how I think about when I work the stock market. You know, you play with the money that you, you can lose. You can afford to lose it because you never know. And the way I have done it, in, 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 especially in this company, many of the stuff that I buy for the company, I also have a private use for it. So one part is yeah. obviously the investment part. Don't overinvest until you know if you get any customers, you know. Uh, I've made that mistake many, 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 many times before. I go like one. So, uh, okay, maybe we'll get some, I'm just going to pop in the, the, the battery charger here. Okay. So, so you don't, uh, don't lose me. Uh, investment, how much money are you going to invest? And then you need to know, uh, know, uh, know the market because the problem when you are like a startup company, normally the, 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 
the, the core definition of a startup company is that you, you don't have a fully evaluated product, uh, meaning that if you don't have uh, good knowledge or deep knowledge about your product, then you cannot know so much about your market. Uh, you know, so that's a startup. So w when you come into a new business, do your research about the market that you want to go into uh, and see where can you find your customers. And as it is in Sweden, it's in, in most of the European companies, you can have different, you know, levels of companies, uh, uh, company types. You, you, in Swedish, yeah. you can have enskild firma that you don't need to invest so much money in starting up, you know, where your income is, uh, is more or less like your private income. I have Raxibolag. I don't know how you say that in, 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 in English, but... Uh... Registered company. Yeah, okay. okay, thank you, yeah. So you can start with... The, limited. Yeah, limited, yeah. So you start with an easier form. Uh, and, and, and then you need to look, of course, about uh, everything that involves insurances in what you are, uh, the trade that you work, you need to be insured. Uh, you need to have your staff if you have uh, employees. And a good part uh, when it comes to employees is to make like an umbrella and try to gather people around you that you can cooperate with, you know? Mm. Uh, exactly. th those are some good... Uh, Good basic, uh, good yeah, basic advice, yeah. Uh, I think. And then, you know, yeah. to have a structure uh, when it comes to accounting, you need to have a structure with that. At least how it is in Sweden, you know, you pay your, you can pay your, your tax, the TVR is called in French, your tax, you can pay it monthly or you can pay it yearly. And many people make that if you want mistake that they, they, they choose to pay the taxes in uh, uh, yearly. So going in over that, that uh, fiscal year, uh, you think that you have a lot of money, but then suddenly you have to pay the taxes. So my recommendation would be pay the taxes every month. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't let it's like, the, it's, like the, it's like the VAT that we pay quarterly. Uh, you know, that, that's a, that's a big surprise every quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be that. Just, yeah. you know, essentially, we're we're doing a lot of work. We're collecting money for the government, but you know, you don't get anything for it. Yeah, you have to do a lot of reports. Yeah, just to gather their their you know the the VAT money. Yeah, but, you know. So and, and that is another thing that that one need to see when going into a business. You need to have. I mean, in this industry, I mean, obviously, you need to have a car. You need to have tools. It's quite costly to start start up this. Uh, so I, I would say that had it not been for my cousin, I, I, I'm 100% sure that I wouldn't have gone into the business. Yeah. You know, so, so, so uh, that's really, yeah. really something. And then, you know, it's like with any, any company, uh, it's, it doesn't suffice with one, one day of a good job. You need to be able to find different jobs. So I've been trying to like, uh, uh, in Swedish, we say don't put all your eggs in the same basket, and in France, we say that don't put all your figs in my, uh, the same basket, and that is a generally good, good, uh, good uh, uh, tip. Whether you're talking about eggs or figs, that try to to spread uh, uh, spread the risk, and also, so I I, I do uh, we, uh, we we do garden landscaping jobs for 
private person. You know, it can be uh, to plant some flowers or trim the hedges, as well as we do the felling, the crown stabilization. We do, uh, we do, uh, uh, we we do lawn cutting. Uh, so I've tried to spread because I don't know where where I will find most of my clients. It's a new company, no. you know, so I have no idea. Mm. So so. Yeah. Uh, one thing is try to find the cooperatives like I did with this Uber Homes, the realtor in Sigtuna. Uh, that's one yeah. thing, you know, to get the job. Yeah. So one, one, we need to be dynamic. Uh, you know, it's like yeah. uh, when you read history, it's like the rise and fall of, of different cultures. You know, in most, uh, I would say all, but most of the, uh, in most rises of most uh, company, uh, um, um, uh, cultures, it, it's really significant to see the curve in the beginning. You know, it's so dynamic. You are inventing stuff. Yeah. You are exploring, doing that. You need to have the dynamics. And when, when before it's it's about to like tip over, you see that the dynamic part, the factor of dynamics, it disappears, and then it's like a downfall. You know, so to keep the dynamics is also really important. And I try to keep. You know, there's there's another expression for that, and that is fat and happy. Yeah, fat and happy, exactly. Like the Roman Empire. Yeah. And then, then when you are fat and happy, you, you don't uh, in in company wise or, or culture wise, you know, you are content. You stop. You know. And these things that I do with the social media and, and, and finding fantastic clothes before becoming a brand ambassador, these are thing, things that I, tools that I use to keep my dynamics going. So I'm, I have, I'm having fun. I try to have, uh, you know, fun. It's a hard, it's hard labor, but I, I, I have fun doing that. And I try to use all the different tools in the box to have fun. And one part is social media. So, so that's why I like threw myself into this brand ambassadorship because it's fun. And it's, uh, it's cool. Yeah. And now we're, since, since we're talking about fun, we're, we're coming into your funniest job story. My funniest job story. So, tell us about your funniest job story. Uh, what happened? What happened? So I need to, I need to, I need to uh, uh, think, uh, think about that. So uh, uh, focusing on Sikton Arboris Group or in my life? Uh, you know, your choice. Um, well, most of the things that I've done so far has been really fun, but it hasn't been like funny, funny thing. It was one of the questions on, 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 the, on the web questionnaire for being a brand ambassador is that if, if one have had any close calls and, and I said that uh, nothing yet, uh, at least nothing that I can brag about. So it's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's the same with this. I'm so new in the business, so it hasn't been so much fun stuff, uh, but um, so uh, yeah, let me think. Uh, well, it, it's it's fun stuff all the time, but not funny in that uh, in that way. But uh, while I'm thinking, I can tell you about the fun thing that was terrible at the time, but from my restaurant days. So on my my uh, in the first months that I was working as a waiter, you know when you you're supposed to serve the the lady first and then you serve the man. So I was working in a small restaurant in in Sigtuna again when I started, uh, and uh, I was doing the lunch uh, service and we were serving uh, soup. Uh, today's menu was soup, 
So uh, uh, the old lady, she was sitting on the sofa, uh, looking out on the restaurant, and her husband sat uh, opposed to her on the other side. So I, you know, clicked that I'm going to serve the, the old lady first. So I leant over to her to serve her the soup, and suddenly the man, he was hurling, and he stood up from the chair, and he was screaming. So as I was leaning forward to serve the lady, I had poured the whole portion of the, the really hot soup in his neck. And my first reaction before I understood what I had done, I was like pissed at this old man that how come he can like stand up when I'm trying to serve. And once I realized that I poured this really, really hot soup down his neck, I literally started to cry. <laughs> and I felt so ashamed. And I was like, I'm never doing this job ever again. And he was really, really nice about it, even though he was like really scolded, the poor, poor old man. He was like in his 80s. So he saw that how I reacted and he came into the kitchen. He, he comforted me and said, you know, and so he was the reason that I continued to do this, this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, this, this job. Nice gesture of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. So, uh, did you know the guy that was running the restaurant uh, that was on, like, uh, you know, uh, on the water? Yeah, both who set. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lars Kemp and Cuba, and and actually Cuba, the 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 head chef when they sold this restaurant, uh, the head chef has gone into pruning also here in Sigtuna, so he does pruning jobs also. So we are uh, more or less cool. colleagues now. Yeah, yeah, we were we were eating there a couple of times. It was a very very nice place actually. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. It was always a good restaurant, but now you have since a year back, I think. Uh, it's uh, li really literally it sits on the lake, as you say. It's called the Boathouse. It's a fantastic uh, restaurant. They do really really nice uh, nice uh, food there. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's something to do. You know, Pierre, we're coming into uh, you know the uh, the last topic. Yes. And, uh, you know, since you haven't really been climbing that long, or but you know, we're we're talking about your favorite piece of gear of all time in the arborist industry. And I, I have a feeling what you're gonna say. Yeah, you know, so so I do the DRT, the double rope technique. That's what I've started to do. Uh, and again, you know, I I've been looking at the equipment that. Uh, well, not my arborists because they are not my employees, but my arborist colleagues have. And I've been wanting to get that and that and that. And they've been really, obviously, for safety reasons, helpful and, and helping me to pick out the right equipment to, to start with. And uh, I remember when I did my first, uh, uh, I, my first climbing, I did at home where, where I live with uh, my cousin and Mr. Burns. And uh, I, I went up in the tree. And, and uh, I, I, I loosened the, the, uh, the knot and, to lo and I loosened it too fast. So I like literally fell, fell down. Uh, it wasn't long, but the feeling was that, oh, you know, that really caught me by, by surprise. But uh, the double rope technique, I, I like that because, uh, you know, I think that had I started when I was like 19 years old or much younger, uh, I, I was more of a daredevil back then. But now it's like I want to take it easy and be, be safe, obviously, up in the tree. So I really, really like that. To, uh, and now I'm starting to feel that I can, I feel safe, leaning, trusting the equipment, you know. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that I bought my, my tree uh, 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 Trafalite uh, equipment from you. Uh, you know, it was, yeah. was it like a month or one and a half months ago? 
So, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm I'm using that quite a lot at home. I have a really, really, really big and 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 powerful cherry tree. So I go out there and I hang with the equipment. Uh, but I, when I do climbing now, I only do it when I have uh, uh, my cousin uh, with me in the beginning until I can get my my courses. So I really like yeah, the, the swinging part and be, being coming to a point where I, I can trust the equipment, you know. Obviously, intellectually, I know that I can trust the equipment, but it, it's a feeling. You need to get the muscle memory in it. And that's, yeah, that's really yeah. a fantastic uh, feeling. Uh, and I see myself, the more and more safer I, I find myself, uh, the, the, the more funner, funner it is, you know. And oh. learning how to interact with my legs and arm, you know, not doing like CQC curve uh, kind of stuff, trying to pull myself uh, uh, up. I would love to be able to do that, but I, I can't do that. Uh, you know, I can hardly do it. One chin up, I think, maybe one or two. <laughs> well, you know, I, I suppose you're going to get some more practice and, and get stronger, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 get stronger and uh, working with the technique. There's a restaurant school in America that's called CIA. Uh, so that's the Culinary Institute of America. And uh, I have a dear friend of mine who, who, uh, who went uh, to, that, uh, to that school. And one of the head, uh, head teachers was like a legend in, in the three-star Michelin uh, legend. Uh, he weighed like 150 kilo, an Austrian guy. And they were doing like uh, uh, um, uh, uh, they were doing like a bechamel bechamel sauce, and one of the students asked this uh, really huge uh, Austrian guy, uh, you know, what's the what's the trick? What's the trick with, to get this sauce so so smooth? The bechamel sauce is a white sauce. Uh, what's the trick? And he got so mad, this Austrian head chef. So he like banged this like 100 kilo hand in, in the in the kitchen sink, and he screamed that there is no trick, only technique. <laughs> so there is no trick, only technique. So I'm learning only the technique. learning yeah. the technique, and you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, it's like with in in many ventures that one do in life or in science is that the more you learn, the more you realize that you don't know, or the more you realize, okay, I need to learn this also. So I'm really like uh, uh, super hungry for knowledge in this trade, learning how to do my cuts better, finding you know the, the perfect point where to cut the branch, how to cut the branch, why do we need to cut the branch, you know? Uh, and uh, also, um, I hear the words uh, uh, of Arborist that the ladder is it's only a matter of transportation. It's a transportation tool up in the, uh, the tree. It's not a safe uh, uh, working platform. So I think about that all mm. the time, you know? And with all the pruners I've yeah. seen uh, standing, you know, three, four meters up on the ladders, uh, whether it's the Japanese Hakinawa ladders that I love, uh, you know, I, I go up with the ladder and then I uh, use my safety equipment to be safe, you know? Good, good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so may yeah, maybe maybe we do another treetop chat uh, like in six months or in a year, and and I will have yeah, well, more more see, uh, you know more flesh yeah, on the bones. See what else you know Umberthek is going to bring out as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's going to be exciting to see. Uh, you know, I probably need to tail you to see. You know, the the like you know the uh, like the car manufacturers when they're testing out the vehicles here mm -hmm. you know everything is unmarked so you're probably going to be running around in some clothes 
with non arborist uh, arbor tech branding you know I, I i need to tell you in sixteen i guess yeah you should do that and you know it's coming yeah and and uh, one thing that i have been doing also again before the brand ambassadorship if i mean they have such a great line in in work clothes for like homeowners so i have uh, you know many friends who are interested in buying this uh, you know for for their own uh, recreational uh, purposes so yeah yeah so we, and you know where to sell it exactly i do so we should do uh, <laughs> a fun uh, arbortech uh, uh, thing uh, with you in the store yeah exactly mm -hmm. exactly Okay, uh, I'm not sure we have any questions. No, you know, I think you know we had a conversation for an hour, so I suppose you know we covered everything today. So, thanks everybody that was watching. Thank you very much, Pierre, uh, for taking uh, your time. To tell us about you know what you're doing, you know the ambassadorship and all that. So, uh, I suppose I'll I'll see you in a while. And uh, everybody have a great weekend. And you too, Pierre. Take care. See you around. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend, Thank everybody. You. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Take care.